and welcome. You have found yourself at the Monkey Magic Podcast, a light-hearted and affectionate look back at the classic TV series Monkey, produced by Nippon TV and adapted from the classic Chinese novel Journey to the West. This podcast will take a nostalgic look back at this morals-infused adventure and consider what lessons we could learn for the 21st century. My name is JP. In this week's episode, in his mountain kingdom, the immature king of youth dictates that everything old is useless. When the pilgrims approach, he decides to kidnap Tripitaka to gain the attention of heaven and earth in an attempt to stop living in the shadow of his father, the King of Ox. When Monkey's powers prove no match for the King's fiery temper, and Pixie and Sandy are otherwise engaged, who will save Tripitaka? Welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast, with me your host, Jake. Welcome again to the Monkey Magic Podcast. This week, episode 5, The Power of Youth. As always, this review will be spoiler heavy. So if you've not seen the episode, I suggest you go off and watch it and come back and join us. In a mountain kingdom, in a world like ancient China, a new king had been born. He was the king of becoming, of adolescence, and he had all the power of youth. Aging earth gods of the mountain watched him uneasily. Well, here we are indeed, episode 5, The Power of Youth. We start this week's episode immediately introduced to who presumably is the villain of the week, the new king, the king of becoming. All that is old is utterly useless. Your Majesty, we are sure that you're right, Your Majesty, and yet must all that's old always be wrong? Some things, a lot of ancient traditions must... Little sneer, I'm going to teach you not to mock me. I saw your secret sneer. Ha! I am the king. Okay. Oh, these scruffy old husbands have had the day. Destroy them. King! Who, according to the... The narrative is an adolescent, but frankly looks older. So that was probably a rubbishy bit of casting for this episode. He looks like he's going to be hard work. He's he's that nauseating adolescent type who's unclear on his purpose, but he's basically just full of angst. He's going to be trouble. Probably like, you know, like when footballers get too much money too soon. And they're not really mature and it kind of goes to their head. That's what's happening with this king youth, right? Oddest thing is, though, he, he doesn't look young. He looks well into his 30s. In fact, he's, he's wearing a hat. And I'm thinking that's probably just to hide the, the grey roots coming in at the side. Unless he's using Just For Men or other Hair dyeing products are, of course, available. 
Yeah, King Youth. The plot this week is relatively straightforward. The pilgrims are going through this country. We then find there are storms and Tripitaka has mysteriously gone missing. Oh, listen! We should take shelter! He's been captured by this petulant king of youth, who's also got the the nickname King Babyface. And his intention is to bargain with heaven so that he can get out of the shadow of his illustrious father, the King of Ox. Father's the King of Ox, and do you think I want to spend an eon living in his damn shadow? I've got to do something tremendous. My fame won't depend on my father, believe me. Promise me, you won't do anything bad. Nothing bad to the priest. A priest? Now what an excellent idea. Hmm? Monkey tries to rescue him, but he has got this fantastic power, the King of Youth. He can breathe fire from his mouth. Too powerful. So they enlist the help of the old King Dragon of the Western Ocean to try and create water to douse his flames, but it proves unsuccessful. The solution, as so often is the case, is by leveraging his girlfriend. The name of King Babyface's girlfriend is Cheney. Now, she is partner fit for a king. She is hot. Sensational, in fact. And, in later in the episode, that's a view shared by two of our regulars. Pigsy, you would expect, of course. But surprisingly, this week, also Sandy. Yeah, and they are going to be falling out over her. Mm-hmm. The plot resolves around... Eventually, we see Tripitaka and Pigsy captured by King Youth, whopped for his girlfriend, which Monkey has kidnapped, and everything comes to a head when the original custodians of the mountain, the ancient earth gods, create an earthquake out of nowhere which swallows them up. But thankfully, Tripitaka intercedes to save him on the assumption that he will become a Buddhist. He seems to be like just a complete egotist. He's going to be a nightmare. He, the, the episode title is called The Power of Youth. So he's clearly representing youth, but not in a good way. So what was the episode about? So the overriding theme this week clearly is the obnoxious side of adolescence. So this king of becoming, king youth, new king new, like how many names has he got? 
the, the new king, basically. He's displaying all the characteristics of a petulant teenager. He's got no time at all for these earth gods of the mountain who he considers to be pretty uncool, right? That's old, old stuff is rubbish. Nothing venerable is sacred now. He listens to terrible new music. Which is not great for me reviewing Monkey from 1978, right? So I think we're not really on his side. It also made me think, you know, isn't it an annoying when sometimes people, when they refer to, say, music, if it happened before they were born, they immediately say, oh, that's rubbish. I wasn't even born when that was it. Like, how conceited is that? How arrogant that only something artistic that was created in your life has any value whatsoever. Anything that happened even five years ago, ah, nah, only in my collective sphere of consciousness. Everything else is rubbish. Like, the arrogance behind that is incredible. And that is what this king of becoming is. No wonder I didn't like him. Like, we weren't wishing to labour the point. I wasn't alive when Sergeant Pepper or Rubber Soul from the Beatles were released. But I've got their CDs, because it was good. I think he's been a fool to himself. He's just writing everything off. And how is that? Like, we wouldn't, we would say that about music, right? But why would you not say that about something like Shakespeare? Oh, that was written before I was born. That Romeo and Juliet, that must be rubbish. Like, how ridiculous would that sound? Imagine that to your English teacher at school. Sorry, no, listen, I'm going to opt out of Shakespeare this term. That was written before I was born. What nonsense. And that is the king of youth. The other theme I wondered this week was the difficulty of emulating your parents. And especially if it's a a parent that was a king. So this guy, uh, the king of becoming, he's basically trying to get out of the shadow of his his dad, who was the old king. King of Ox. Maybe we're being a wee bit too hard judging the king of youth here because he's got this, he's got the old king. Is it a wee bit like, you know, someone like Julian Lennon? Having a kind of get a bit of limelight when his dad casts that such a big shadow over him, you know? Does he say, oh, that the Beatles didn't happen when I was uh, able to understand music, therefore that's a load of rubbish. I only like my own records. I don't know. What is amazing, however, is this King of Ox, not only has Monkey heard of him, he knows him. They were used to be good pals 500 years ago. What's the chances? 
could have been a continuity error because he's been under a rock for 500 years, but he just says it was over 500 years ago. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And sure enough, he's going to make an appearance. Here comes the King of Ox. Papa! <laughs> Heaven did hear then. What's all this nonsense? On your knees to me. I kneel for the last time. Why have you fetched me here, you sly young puppy dog? I don't expect to win a fight against heaven. No one ever has. There was a certain great sage who could not be destroyed. Kill the priest and you've nothing left to bother with. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I've defeated a monkey. I came here and I heard you. You forget I've sworn brotherhood with this king monkey. Does it mean nothing to my own son? Where did you get your lack of charm? Not from me. He knows about this Tripitaka blackmail, but it's not quite clear. How? He does say that the Jade Emperor will destroy them. You worshipped your mother, but I had to live with the old bag. It's fairly misogynistic, that, right? King Ox, however... Turns out to be monkey in disguise. Sweet innocence stirs a fish's cold heart. So it's it's normally Pigsy that gets the, the bad rap for cracking onto the women all the time. But Sandy's a bit of a silent assassin here. So he, he doesn't get the bad reputation at all. But he's not shy at coming forward when it comes down to it. Where that doesn't really happen with Monkey and Tripitaka. Like he's... Like a celibate priest. Although, having said that, the women seem to like him. He's a bit of a challenge, I think, right? Definitely a theme this week is that of grass cutting. Now, for those of you that didn't really know what that means, this is just basically trying to move in on a woman when one of your pals is already making overtures in that direction. And that's happening here massively. You know, I think I should go and make something hot for your friends. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll come and help you. Excuse me all. Pigsy, stay. No. You stay and I'll help her out. You'll help her? You've never helped anyone. Oh, go on. I'll go. I won't do anything naughty. You're a snake. I want to go out and help her. Behave yourself. Sandy clearly has eyes for King Youth's girlfriend. Right? It's as clear as the... The, the nose on your face. So he's moved in on her. And Pigsy's trying to cut his grass so that he can get a bit of attention. But the reality is, she's with the king. He's not going to be gone for those two. I know his faults. He'll grow out of them eventually. Don't you think? Sometimes I think all he wants is attention. Buddha says, hate doesn't conquer love. It... Love does conquer hate. My own virtues I can tell you about. A passionate nature, a good kind heart, I'm clever, good-looking and home-loving. I was a water monster, but I gave it up. Do you understand? He's not right for you. He's too young and too green. You need an older spirit. He's got utter, utter no chance. You can't even rationalise that. 
That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to use logic on her. And it's just not going to work. Her eyes are only for the king. And all that's really happening is those two brothers, if you like, brothers in our show at least, are falling out over someone that absolutely has no intention whatsoever of being interested in either of the two of them. How often does that happen in real life? All the energy that is being expended on that grass cutting is all a waste of time. Maybe there was a wee Buddhist learning in there for us. Uni, you remember what you said? Huh? No, I don't remember. Oh no, about girls, what you said? You said, I'm not really interested in such things, eh? One does not always recall every word one utters. You can't claim to be a one when you fall in love like a fat young boy getting his first glimpse of a sleek little sow. You think everyone's a pig. You are like a pig. That's a compliment. That is a compliment. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I liked her. I liked her. <laughs> but Sandy loved the lady. The lady. Oh, Sandy. What? It's an interesting subplot, certainly, that in amongst all this grass-cutting between Pigsy, Sandy and the King, and Monkey's even getting a wee bit involved too, that there's actually a collective amnesia about the plot in general. Trippitaka is captured. When are you actually going to give the grass-cutting a bit of a break? and go and rescue him. What was good this week though, there was a couple of bits of nice continuity. So when when we're originally trying to put out the fires, so King, King Youth can breathe fire from his mouth to try and douse his flames, Monkey calls on Old King Dragon of the Western Ocean. Dragon King to call down an ocean for us. A Dragon King? What else can you suggest then? He makes fire. Put a fire out with seawater, hmm? Huh? You go and get one. Get the Dragon King of the Western Ocean. That's it! What's on it? An ocean! Oh, my eyes are deceiving me. What's happening? It's no ordinary fire. The lad's power is extraordinary. Do you want to know a Dragon King's opinion? Only the waters of mercy of the compassionate goddess Kuan Yin could ever extinguish that fire. Kuan Yin, you say? Now, that's the same guy from episode one that reluctantly gave Monkey that magic wishing staff, even though really it was his daughter that done it, right? None of that seems to have been all forgotten. Now they're pals. And when that proves unsuccessful, Pigsy gets dispatched to go and find Quayen. 
I'm sorry to trouble you. Got a little bit of bother. <clears throat> Bodhisattvas chose to think of others before the self. Yes, I'm sorry. To interfere with your meditation, you won't know me, I expect. I'm, um... I'm, um... Oh, you know this journey with Sandy and I and Monkey and this priest fellow called Tripitaka? You see... You see, he's carelessly gone and got captured. You know, this young priest did. The uh, the king of youth, he says he's called, and he's got the careless lad in a cave. And the thing is, this king, he blows fire. But we can't put it out, and we asked the dragon king, and he advised us that we need your water of mercy. Buddha herself couldn't follow you. Fortunately, I already know what's happened. But this chap that, that Pigsies went to see is aware because... That is actually King Youth himself in disguise. So, geez, this happens every every week in this show, doesn't it? There's people in disguise. So Pigsy's in trouble. I mean, even though a disguise of... But uh, it is the same actor, right? So it's nice when you get that wee bit of continuity. Original transmissions for this... In the UK, the 14th of December, 1979. In Japan, it was the 29th of October, 1978. And in Australia, the 11th of May, 1981. The end of the episode is a little bit Dasech Machina, as we've had before. Effectively, I think what it's saying is the King of Youth has overreached and the establishment who in this case are represented by the old earth gods of the mountain who we don't even see they're just like causing earthquakes but they sort of swallow them up until Tripitaka rescues them as he seems to do every week and he is reconciled with Jenny his girlfriend much to the disappointment of our gang who Deep down, they probably knew it was always going to happen, right? But, yeah, when you actually see it in reality, it's like, ah, so you are just going back to that king. Right. Okay. Thanks for that. But the king, to be fair, does say he's going to turn over a new leaf and live life as a Buddhist. So good luck to him. Yep, all ends well. We end with the narrator giving us a little parable. Youth and love, sage or fool, whatever one says about them may be right. Youth and love make their own reality. Join us next week for episode 6, where even monsters can be people. listening to the Monkey Magic Podcast, an affectionate look back 
at the iconic Japanese TV series Monkey. Monkey is available on Blu-ray and DVD from Fabulous Films and will be coming to a streaming service to you soon. Meantime, please like, share and if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you at monkeymagicpodcast at gmail.com My name's JP. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.